0: All coming back to you the weekly review yeah the weekly review to check it out all the things that you're gonna do the weekly review it's the weekly review gene and james are bringing you
1: the weekly
0: review whoa, whoa. that's right it's
2: time for the weekly review a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Jean McDonald. Hi, Jean. How are you doing today, and have you done your weekly review?
1: Hi, James. I am doing okay today. It's been a big week, which I'm sure we will be talking about, um... Lots of stuff got done, but weekly review was not one of them. How about yourself?
2: I also got uh, a major thing accomplished this week, but that was not my weekly review. Um, (laughs) That's okay, though. Um, I think I forget what your weekly to-do was, but mine also just bleeds into the topic of the show. (laughs) So um, let's, let's play the song
0: the weekly to do yeah the weekly to do gene and james are working through the weekly to do
2: And the song is played. What was your (laughs) weekly to-do?
1: Mine was a a holdover or a hangover from the week before, and it's still hanging. I intended to organize my home stationary and sticker sending out station, and I just didn't do it because I've been busy with a big project, and it didn't ever seem to be like a good time to drop everything and work on that.
2: That makes sense. So... Roll it on over. That's fine. Let's do that. And uh, my weekly to-do was to finish the unannounced project so that it could be announced. Yeah. And it was. (laughs) And so today, since we were both working on unannounced projects, the topic is the big reveal where we'll talk (laughs) about the the things we've been getting done that we've been hinting at At But Not Able to Talk About. For me, what I've been working on is a new single from James Dempsey and the Breakpoints. So for a few years, we've been doing a song that I wrote as an encore song that is a Steve Jobs tribute song um, called One More Thing. So it kind of builds on kind of that, that feeling we would all get when he would be on stage and present One More Thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the song kind of leads into the band playing one more thing. So it's worked very well as a, as an encore song. And it starts out with just, you know, a couple, like me and the, and Jonathan Penn on guitar on stage. And it's kind of slow and, you know, a little somber. And then kind of it comes as the song goes on more and more, like one by one, the different. Other musicians and usually we have about 24 in a live show. Um, come on stage <laughs> and start, you know, playing and singing background vocals. So as it goes on, it gets bigger and bigger. And, um, it's, it's worked really well live. And this past, uh, Tuesday on October 5th was the 10th anniversary of Steve Jobs's passing. So a little earlier this summer, I thought that it might Uh, be an appropriate kind of tribute to commemorate that by doing a a real studio recording of one more thing which we did in addition to me there were 32 other musicians on the track um and that's a lot of musicians there were that
1: is a lot of musicians that's we had 18 epic 18
2: vocalists uh 16 guitarists Um, Wow! And again, some a lot of people played guitar and submitted like a a backing vocal. A lot of people did a number of different instruments. We have. we had a, a full professional string arrangement in there with a string section. We had a horn arrangement professionally done um, with a horn section. Uh, we have uh, a flautist for the very first time. There was a banjo in there, a few ukuleles. Um, let's see. <laughs> what else? I think that might be uh, – I think uh, – oh, and of course uh, – Didgeridoo. A didgeridoo because – What track would be complete without a didgeridoo? (laughs) And um, so it was 32 folks who had uh, performed with us in the past with a couple of newcomers. And um, except for uh, John Fox on drums and my uh, vocals, which we went into a studio, like a real live studio yeah. in san francisco to record um everybody else did their recording remotely from their homes and um it was all put together by uh, russell bond who produced and mixed the track and he did a fantastic job um if i may say so myself and um i'm really just thrilled with how it turned out and excited by the reaction that it's gotten and um I think we will be playing the song in its entirety at the end of the podcast if you stick I around I believe and we listen. will. I think yes. I think I yes, I think I have the 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 copyright to that. So I think we can.
1: Do that. <laughs> uh yeah, it was I mean it was incredible what you pulled off and yes, a lot of people contributed to the to the single and there was a lot of work i know you know just personally myself recording tracks for it it's not uh it's not a piece of cake to record accurately <laughs> a track for that's going to be mixed with other people's tracks um there uh, for the musicians out there those who like these kinds of details i mean we had a click track which uh, is supposed to keep everybody on the same beat and uh, you obviously had to keep your instrument in tune which with the guitar there's a you know there's a method there's a tool for that but keeping your actual voice in tune for the vocals is um uh, as I, I think I said to you uh, in uh, text, I said, you know, your brain corrects the pitchiness automatically. And only when you listen to the recording do you realize like, oh, my God, that is way off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, your brain helps you or it thinks it's helping you. It's it's trying to be kind. And so your brain hears the, the, the music the way that you intend it to be heard, but uh, the microphone is not so kind, and the, uh, it just picks up the actual sound. So uh, getting those things right, or uh, it's a lot of work. So all of those people who contributed tracks, wow, um, that was a lot of work on their part. But what you did is pull all of that together, and actually even creating the project itself. I really didn't know how you were going to do it when you said, you know, oh, I've got this idea. Um, and you are like, a—I mean, talk about herding cats. I mean, it's cats and dogs and guinea pigs. And <laughs> like you got many different kinds of things you had to, to manage. And wow, you did it. And then for it to come out on the anniversary of Steve Jobs' passing was just there was this little bit of a... Uh, magical feeling about that, that all the hard work um, and then the the goal, which wasn't a, a hard and fast deadline. I mean, the song was going to be a good song no matter what day it was released, but that it was intended to be a tribute for that day. And it was. So, yay, James.
2: Thank you. And yes, it was uh, definitely writing the song took a lot less time than than (laughs) a lot of a lot of emails a lot of follow-ups a lot of um a lot of creating 32 dropbox folders for people to Mm -hmm. drop their individual things in um but i also had learned a lot about uh putting like the organizational side of things um, mm-hmm. when we did the leaky song project um, where I, yeah. I mix that one myself. So it doesn't sound nearly as good um, as the track that uh, Russell did. Um, but um, just in terms of like some naming conventions so that you could tell which track, whose tracks were whose and what they were and, <laughs> um, and giving everybody their own Dropbox to post their stuff. Cause I think like, for the leaky song, like some people would be emailing me tracks. Some people would be like sending me a a file through messages. Like, so I didn't like this was, um, so this worked out a lot better. And then I had this giant spreadsheet of everybody's name Mm -hmm. and the different kind of phases of things. So, um, yeah, it, uh, I, it was really pretty, uh, Pretty amazing to hear all the tracks as they came in, and then definitely amazing to hear um, how Russell kind of put them all together, which was mm-hmm. fantastic. And um, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very thrilled to have that to have that done. And my uh, weekly to do for next week um, mm-hmm. is related, which is that uh, now that the song is out and folks have heard it, um, I'm working on kind of the the liner notes, um, which will be mm-hmm. you know the lyrics and the the musician credits who played what and uh, mm-hmm. and then just liner notes about the song itself and uh, and the recording of it um, that'll go up. Uh, I'm shooting for a week after, so by next Tuesday. Um, so uh, that's that's my big news, and that's uh, what I've been working. Working on very <laughs> diligently, um, and uh, and that's my weekly to do for next week. So um, it just feels very good to have that accomplished. And I was telling Gene um, before we started recording um, that uh, doing recording this song actually was a someday maybe. Um, on that mm-hmm. list for a long while. And then when I realized that it was the 10th anniversary um, of Steve's death that I thought that that would be kind of a very appropriate moment to to release a song uh, that was a tribute to him. So um, having those lists, to bring it back to a GTD subject minorly, um, having those lists of things that you intend to do and scanning them regularly. Because I did, I was like, oh, yes, I did want to get, and this would be the exact right time to do that. So suddenly it went from someday maybe to taking over my life for eight (laughs) weeks, um, which was the exact, like, For me, that was the exact right thing to happen. Um, Yeah. So it's also a testament to keeping those things that are on the back burner, not throwing them out or removing them from the list. And every once in a while, you'd be like, oh, yeah, there's that thing. And Mm -hmm. there's this thing coming up that this would be perfect for. And you make that connection and something like this can happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean, it seemed to hit you right at the right time. To I mean, honestly, if the the GTD gods could have been like maybe four weeks earlier, <laughs> said James, maybe you need an extra four weeks to make this happen. That might have been ideal, but then maybe you would just worked too hard for an extra four weeks. But it was um, it was a lot to cram into the time frame that you did i mean i think it's amazing that um so much was pulled off in such a short amount of time and uh but uh yeah it seemed like you you had like the mental bandwidth for something fun and hard to come along (laughs) yes (laughs) so absolutely
2: and in a lot of it um was trying to make sure I had as many of my ducks in order before I brought everybody on board. Mm-hmm. Um so kind of working with uh, drums, bass and uh and the kind of the main acoustic guitar player mm-hmm. so Jonathan mm-hmm. Pan on guitar John Fox yeah. on drums and Izzy out on uh on bass um but yeah a lot of it was me kind of trying to figure out what the tempo should be because you don't you don't mm-hmm. want everybody to record everything and then you say you know <laughs> we should have done it this should be a little faster um everybody go back and record again so um so definitely spent a chunk of time doing that and also just keeping in mind that if they're because the song starts out a little slower and then it gets Mm -hmm. faster as we get into kind of the the as it gets into it 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 picks up Mm -hmm. steam a little bit um and so trying to keep any tempo changes to a minimum for almost everybody um so that you know it it would be not a real pain for everybody to record. So there, there, was a lot of, of kind of pre-planning going in to try to make sure that it was as straightforward for everybody to do as possible and still get the result mm-hmm. that we wanted. And in the end, uh, I think we had over six and a half hours of audio um, submitted <laughs> from everybody, you know, that's all the, the various takes. Like it's like a, yeah. it's a, it's like about a four minute song. And you know, I did, seven takes so that's like half an hour of audio right there um and then we did a lot of takes of drums and different um to make sure that uh we'd have a lot of choices and a lot of alternates Mm -hmm. that we could use um and uh it i think it really went very well i'm thrilled with how it it turned out
1: yeah well congratulations again and uh i think if there's anybody who is listening to this podcast who has not yet listened to the song, well, you're in luck. Stay tuned. <laughs> we're we're going to add it to the end of the podcast. But you can also go find it at the music source of your choice, pretty much. And uh, it's called One More Thing by James Dempsey and the Breakpoints.
2: And we'll also put links up on the on the page for this episode.
1: Yes, we will do that.
2: And you also had a big reveal this week also Gene?
1: <laughs> yeah, about a month or so ago, uh some developer friends of mine who live in Germany and Austria got in touch and they had acquired a product, a software, you know, application last year that they were taking over and refurbishing and relaunching and coming out with a version 3. And they wanted um, an assist in uh, doing the PR and general. There's a lot of writing projects that are involved with releasing anything, you know, because there's a press release, but there's also website copy and emails to send to people and such. And um, I used to be the marketing person for Smile Software, and we had we did releases all the time. <laughs> we we, I mean, we did major new versions fairly frequently, and we did minor versions, you know, updates and bug fixes all the times. And we had our system for getting the word out was pretty well fixed, like, you know, we knew what we were doing. And so I actually, it was fun to take those skills that I hadn't used in a while because Blog is a different kind of, company and the software gets released on a different schedule. Uh, you know, we don't have paid upgrades, on micro.blog. We're a microdot blog or subscription service. So, um, while we want people to know about the new stuff we have, it doesn't like directly affect our bottom line in the in the way that upgrades, especially major upgrades affect can affect a software company. So, so it was fun to be on that like train for, t- for once again, and thinking it through, and especially because the developers, uh, Florian and Christopher, I've known them for a long time. And uh, in fact, you know, I've known Florian for well over a decade, and I even spent a month in Munich working at the company where Florian worked, just to have like a month of, let's see how other... Developers in other countries do their business, you know, and also I get to practice german so uh it was fun it was but it was tiring and uh, it was a big release, and they have a lot riding on it. Um, they took over an application called kaleidoscope, which is uh, a primarily a developer tool for finding changes in text files or images or fo- file folders and merging them. So if anybody's ever worked with code, you know what happens. <laughs> they, you know, they, there'll be different versions. And at some point they, the ver- versions have to be merged together or the, there's going to be code chaos and nobody wants that. Um,
2: no, nobody wants
1: code <laughs> chaos. So it's, 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 it is like a basic, um, you know, core tool, core, you know, for a core uh, issue that developers have to deal with. But it's quite, uh, they've done a lot with it, you know, in terms of bringing it up to date. So the previous owners of the software had it for, you know, hadn't done anything new with it really in eight years. So... Uh, i'm actually impressed that anybody was still using it.
0: <laughs> oh, I've been so, using it for eight
2: years.
1: Right? So, i i mean, a tip of the hat to um the previous developers. Um first it was uh a company called Sofa and then Black Pixel. So obviously they they created something that uh had legs. <laughs> uh but it it needed um, to be modernized, and also there are a lot of features. And that um, Florian and Christopher, and also Dominic, there's there's like a, a three man team there wanted to do with it. So uh, for me, the, one of the most interesting side effects, not uh, what I expected at all, is that because they're nine hours ahead of us in terms of time zones. I started getting up a lot earlier than I'm known for, (laughs) and uh, I, um. So yeah, it's actually been good for me because I would get up and try to be ready to work with them around six a.m. Which I mean I can't even believe I'm saying this that I am working at six a.m. But I it, it it's been a good change for me because it's obviously I have to go to bed earlier. And I've always resisted that I always am kind of a night owl. I'm a kind of like the little kid who like just doesn't want to go to bed. Always thinking like I'm going to miss out on something. I just want to watch one more TV show, or I want to play one more game or whatever. And so uh, I, I but I had been told, you know, one of my doctors said to me, you know, if you get up at the same time every day, the insomnia issues will probably go away because, um, you know, don't try to make yourself go to bed at a certain time, but make yourself get up at a certain time. And sure enough, I have no problem going to bed and going to sleep, you know, by 10 o'clock, which is very early for, you know, compared to my... Height of pandemic, night owl mode, where I was staying up until like three or four (laughs) a.m. And uh, it's good, and and I've been sleeping better. And I, you know, I don't, I don't, I think I'm I'm legitimately tired. So so good for for Kaleidoscope three helps you uh, avoid code chaos, and in my case, also get yourself on a new schedule. That's
2: right. Excellent. And and yes, uh, Kaleidoscope 3, it cures Gene's insomnia. <laughs> it might not cure yours, but it, it worked for Gene.
1: Yeah. It's not in the features list, but uh, it was a side bonus for me. Um, and so now I've been refer- referring to myself as a morning owl um, because, yes, I'm up and I'm working in the morning, but I'm not, I'm I'm not loving it. Like I see. <laughs> I'm just <You're>... doing it. <laughs> I'm not a um, a early bird or you know a lark or anything. I'm still an owl who just happens to be up very early.
2: I tend to be an early bird, mm. but it it varies. It's so wild. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I sleep in till seven. I'm like. <gasps> What's wrong with me um but um excellent and what and you are rolling over your stationary weekly to do or are you
1: i am, i i mean there's definitely some kaleidoscope follow up um so let's just make that my weekly to do for next week cuz I know I will do it. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh that fo- is following the rules yeah. and terms and conditions I, I, of the weekly to do. <laughs> the
2: weekly to do is something that you need to get done the next week. So yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> I think that's yeah. perfectly fine. Um excellent.
1: Yeah. We're going we're to do another um blog post um uh, with the story of how Christopher and um, Florian and Dominic decided to acquire Kaleidoscope and, you know, what kind of the hoops were in, you know, the decisions that have to be made when you're acquiring a product and how to, to develop your new roadmap of, you know, the goals you have for it. It's sort of an inside baseball um story but i think a lot of people are interested in that because acquiring a software product is one um method for building a software business and um we ha- we know plenty of people or maybe not plenty but we do know um people who have acquired software um and made it their own and it's in- always interesting to see that happen
2: absolutely and also your particular um audience in terms of customers also often are developers or technical folks so uh, a blog post mm-hmm. about acquiring a piece of software might be a particular interest to folks who you know are in the tech space um, yeah like if if the app was like putting like putting stickers on photos for kids that might not be as interesting a blog post for for your for your customers. But no, that makes a lot yeah. of it makes a lot of sense um for a – not that kids can't diff files, you know. I know <laughs> that's that tends to be I think that's the next big thing is uh like just can we diff some files? Yeah, that sounds, that's a
1: great okay. way to spend the day. Um, your limit to Thirty minutes, 30 of, minutes diffing. of
2: diffing. Um <laughs> Well, well, I guess maybe if there was like a a show, like a TV, like a cartoon show about somebody who diffs things, um, <laughs> you know, you have a tie-in, like yeah. da- the Daffy Differ or some crazy thing like that. Yeah, I yeah, could, I could, and then you know, you, it's diffing for kids. Um, <laughs> I. I, I no charge, no charge for the con, no for the consulting. Uh, okay, for the consult on this, uh, can, and and this is yeah. why James does not have a software a software empire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, so that has been that's been all consuming. Uh, that that was always true for me when I was at Smile. Like with weeks when we would b- be bringing out a major upgrade, um, always felt a bit like I was in college, like cramming for exams because there's so much you want to get done and, um, you, you know, your regular schedule kind of goes out the window and that was true, really true in my case. And also your regular to-do list is, is not so important as the, you know, these things have to be done right absolutely x
2: (laughs) well and that's i i find that um i do like to work on uh like this was the perfect sized project right like yeah um because you it's not so long that your whole life falls apart because you're focused on it um you know it's got like it but it has a beginning and an end and you really are focused on it quite a lot in the midst of it. Um, but then it's done, you've shipped and you're like, ah, that, that felt really good to do. Um, like <laughs> folks who work on things for like eight years <laughs> before they ever come. Like, I can't, I can't even imagine. Um, oh, yeah. like, it must be like that. That must be very difficult, but, um, no, this was, it, it, felt very good to get this accomplished and um i really also just want to thank all of the breakpoints all the musicians who performed on the uh on the album and to uh russell bond who produced and uh mixed everything and uh to chris Yennie who um did the strings arrangement, um, and uh, yeah, so it's <laughs> what? What are you chuckling about?
1: Just thinking, I need like the. I'm waiting for the uh, for the Oscar music to start. That's right. To play them, <laughs> play me off, <laughs> it's like, no, James. <laughs> And then I, I, I get escorted off. Yes. Yeah, that is just a, a symptom of how my brain is overtired and i'm giddy because of course i'm not laughing at the hard work of all these wonderful people
2: um i know you're not um and you're one of those people too so (laughs) thank you um yeah that's uh well those are two big reveals gene um do you have anything else for this episode
1: not no no more reveals. <laughs>
2: um, well, in that case, let's wrap up this episode so we can uh, so we can play the new single. Um, yeah, and then we can all get back to getting things done. Um, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm on micro.blog and Twitter. We are at the Weekly Review, and you can always email us at say hello at theweeklyreview.fm. We should also just make an alias say goodbye at theweeklyreview.fm <laughs> for if people get angry and say I'm never listening again. Um, I think. Okay. I, 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 I think. No,
1: I think you too You too are kind of uh, giddy I, and punchy I, after well, our big project because nobody. We've never had anybody say I'm not listening to you anymore.
2: No, we did. Nobody's. <laughs> nobody cares. No, but we don't anger people enough for them to let us know they've stopped listening. <laughs> no, I think, I think we went giddy as soon as we got to diffing for kids, Gene. I think yes. that was the point <laughs> of the show. Um, I'm off to, to watch the first three seasons of Daffy the Differ. Um, and, uh, oh, yes, uh, it would be great if you would rate or review this podcast. Um, it helps us find new listeners, helps new listeners find us. And it does always make us smile to hear from you. And we always love to know any tips, tricks, amusing pet anecdotes, whatever you have. Send it along. Um, (laughs) Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you at the next weekly review.
1: Thanks.
0: Not so very long ago, was somebody we all know. Up on the stage, he was the king, showing what the future just might bring. But his time with us has passed, but the memory still lasts. Those magic words that he'd let ring. When it said just one more thing One more thing One more thing We love to see just one more are now behind Look to the future you'll still find So many great things happening So many dreams left to take away. And So tonight we play our show And though it's almost time to go We all really want to sing And play for you just one more thing